Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. My guest today is Jen Owen. Jen is an integrative medicine nurse practitioner. What a mouthful, but what an awesome healing method. She combines the best of modern or conventional medicine with the best of natural medicine. Jen believes in a true holistic approach to healthcare using whatever healing modality is best for each person. She's the owner of Flourish Integrative Medicine in Portland, Oregon, and the creator of the Sacred Terrain. Sacred Terrain is where she offers pelvic bowl healing sessions, yoni steams, and programs to build your spiritual practice, along with meditations. And in this conversation, you'll learn how and why Jen is passionate about integrative medicine. She'll also give you some very cool tips on buying herbs and supplements on your own. You don't want to miss that part. One of my favorite parts. And because Jen is a medically licensed professional, um, as I said before, she is a nurse practitioner. And she'll explain that um, towards the beginning of the conversation. Um, She can diagnose illnesses, symptoms, and prescribe pharmaceutical medication when needed. And because she also is an integrative medicine practitioner, she works with herbal medicine, functional medicine, mind-body medicine, and pelvic floor therapy. Her passion is helping patients who have seen a lot of conventional providers and no one can figure out what's going on. Sound familiar? Yeah, it does to me. I've been through through it. She loves helping those who want the conventional medicine eye on things but prefer natural therapies, which if you're listening to this, that might be you. Jen is grounded, earthy, and super passionate about holistic healthcare and helping uh, the whole industry, helping fellow nurse practitioners. Uh, She has a program for that, and the link to that's in the show notes. You can learn about that program. You can learn about Sacred Terrain and Flourish, all in the show notes. There's a whole bunch of links for you there. But before you look at that, you want to definitely listen to this episode. Thank you, Jen, for being here with me today. I'm super excited to have you on for so many reasons. Um, One is you are my very first nurse practitioner guest. Yay. Awesome. (laughs) I know. So happy to be here. Yes. Yes. And um, so we're just going to start. We're just going to jump right in because I know that there are so many misconceptions about um, what a nurse practitioner is, what you can do, um, can you prescribe, are you, are you a nurse, are you a doctor? You're kind of like in this gray area. Um, Not really, actually. It's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes, it is very clear, but I want you to make it even more clear um, because I know that a lot of people don't really understand what that means, a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm, For sure. So, and I've really noticed it here. 
I used to live in Indiana and mm -hmm. everybody knows what a nurse practitioner is in Indiana. Here in, in Portland, it's been a, whole, a very different experience. And I think that that may be because naturopaths are licensed here and they're not licensed yeah. in Indiana. So many people see naturopaths, so they're not going into the conventional medical world at all, which if you were, you would know what a nurse practitioner is. So mm -hmm. she, a nurse practitioner is actually a registered nurse. So registered nurses are the people who you see in doctor's offices and hospitals. And we're registered nurses who go on and obtain a master's degree and take a national board certification exam. And we become what's called an advanced practice registered nurse. Okay. So other advanced practice registered nurses besides nurse practitioners are um, certified nurse midwives, mm -hmm. uh, clinical nurse specialists, and um, I'm trying a blank, there's one more. So there are more than just, um, just what I do. Okay. There's like and, and psych nurse practitioners. So oh, okay. You can specialize in a lot of there's other specializations too. So um what we can do, and it depends on the state. So every state regulates has a nursing board and regulates what registered nurses and what advanced practice nurses can do. So some states you have to have a collaborative physician who then signs part of your charts, or there's different rules. Like in Indiana. I had to have a collaborative physician in order to write prescriptions. Here in Oregon, we have what's called full practice authority. We don't need any collaboratives. We can work very similar to a medical doctor in the way that we're licensed. So we can diagnose illnesses, run tests like labs, order MRIs, order any diagnostic testing, and then write pretty much every kind of prescription that we'd want to write. Nice. What's awesome about living in Oregon as well is that we have an addendum to the Nurse Practice Act that includes natural medicine. So we can actually really legally practice any kind of natural medicine as long as we can prove that we've had the training in that. So okay. that's different from many states don't have that. So there's kind of a gray area with natural medicine and nurse practitioners and what they can and can't do because um, it's not so open. So this is a really wonderful state to be a nurse practitioner, yet people don't really understand what we do. Yeah. So um, that brings up a good question. Is there a way to find out uh, for someone listening that's interested in definitely more of the natural medicine, is there a way to find out what each state um, requires for for their nurse practitioners? Is there a way to find Anyone out? Anyone can go and look at the Nurse Practice Act for the state. Okay. Um, I, it most, most states will allow nurse practitioners to practice natural medicine. It's just not so laid out for them like it is mm. here. So okay. they may be a little bit more at risk for okay. prescribing things that are not um, following the guidelines. Like there's guidelines for everything. So let's say someone has high cholesterol. There's a guideline for what to do, like giving them a statin drug. So if you're not following the guideline, you actually could get yourself, you know, you could be in trouble if something happened to that patient. Okay. So, um, you know, it's just a little bit more tricky when it mm -hmm. comes. I mean, we're, we're just really lucky. Here. We are totally. I feel so <laughs> in this area for so many reasons. And it's definitely one of the big ones is um, how natural medicine, and we're going to get more into this integrative medicine can, um, alternative medicine are just so much more accepted and revered even over here, um, you know, by just society and even our insurance companies. It's just, it's so great. Um, 
So I want to jump into next what is uh, your specialty. So you are a nurse practitioner, but you're also an integrative medicine nurse practitioner, right? Um, which is super cool. So, uh, <laughs> so let's let's tell. I'll have you tell everybody because you're the expert. What does integrative medicine mean? I know there's a lot of confusion around that as well. Sure, and the word integrative gets used in all kinds of different ways, but the term integrative medicine started back in the early days of um, Dr. Andy Weil. So most people kind of know Dr. Weil because he's been around a really long time, um, but he and probably some other people coined the term integrative medicine. And what they meant by that was combining conventional, like modern medicine with natural medicine. Hmm. So for me in my practice, that's exactly what I do. So if someone comes in and their blood pressure's really, really high, I'm probably not gonna start with herbs. I'm probably going to give them a medication so they don't have a stroke or die. That's always yeah. one of my key, key goals is keep everybody alive. Right. So, you know, and then while they're taking the medication, we're gonna go backward and we're gonna figure out what happened. Like why did the blood pressure get so elevated? Can we get to the root of the problem so that we can then bring it down so they can either take a much lower dose or not have to take medication at all. Mm -hmm. So I utilize, I mean, I, I think it's sad that we're kind of either or a lot of times. It's like you either go the conventional route or you go the natural medicine route. And I just don't feel that's really the best for people. Like, why can't we have all of it? Mm -hmm. And why can't we like find out with labs what's actually going on and then make a choice and give people the choice. You know, here's the medication that would normally be prescribed for that. Here are the side effects to that medication. Here's what we do with those side effects. Here are supplements we would give you to avoid the side effects. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do that, here are some alternatives that we can look at nice. so that everybody gets the best of both. It just feels, I don't think it has to be so concrete either or. I think it can be and, which, mm -hmm. you know, for most people, they really like that. And people like to come to me because I can look at them in that conventional way and order the test and really look at it. And then they can trust that I'm giving them the, the whole picture, like what I really think. And sometimes I do think a medication is the best. If you have a raging yeast infection, by golly, that little pink pill is going to make things a lot better while we sort out why you got there. Nice. You know? So I, I love bringing it all together. And then I think that, you know, we focus, there's so much now, it's a little quick rant. Yeah, go for it. People feeling like we have to have, in order to like other nurse practitioners who I work with, they feel like they have to get like all this training and know everything about natural medicine to make a difference in the integrative world. And I just don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. I think you can tell people what you know and what you're good at and then do those things, do your passion, help people with the thing that you're most passionate about. So yeah. nice. So very certification happy in our culture. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's branch off just a little bit because I know that, um, along with patient care, you also help other nurse practitioners develop and grow their practice as well. I want to know a little bit more about that because I just, I just know such a small 
small amount. I'm sure it's so much that it could take up the whole episode. So we'll just touch on it. Yeah, it's really, it's not, it's not that complex. So what, after starting a practice in Indiana, growing that practice big enough that I was able to sell it and move to Portland, which mm-hmm. is a whole other story of why that happened. Um, I just, I kept getting so many questions. Like, how did you do this? How did you do that? So I started a Facebook group it's a free group. So if somebody listening to this wanted to know about it, they could definitely reach out to me and I could invite them in. But then, um, but my focus of my program is how to start an integrative medicine practice. And I give everybody the basic tools to be an effective integrative medicine practitioner. And again, it's like, people are really leery because they're like, but I need a certification. And I don't think that that's how this started. This is <laughs> Andy Weil did not have a certification. Now he certifies people, which is great. Yeah. But still, so then I have a Facebook group and then a program and then I help people who want to grow their businesses. I I do a lot with the startup. So that's kind of my passion is getting people going. And then I give people a lot of, I do lots and lots of mindset work with people so they can get their mindset in a place to be a successful entrepreneur. And then all the tools they need to set up labs and specialty labs and supplements and all the things that they might want to do in a really basic way so that they can start to make a difference for people. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's needed. Helping spread the love, boost up the industry with knowledgeable practitioners. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, giving, giving it their all. Um, So I want to jump back then to how did this all start for you? Like what got you on this journey of, of being in the natural and integrated medicine world um, for yourself and then for other people. Being sick. Okay. And not getting any help. So back in my teens and into early college, I had sinus infection after sinus infection, like three a year. And um would just like take an antibiotic and then that would cause more side effects. And then I would take another one and I was eating really horribly. We grew up, I grew up on sugar, um, just not taking care of myself. No one ever, ever spoke to me about diet, lifestyle, anything until I was 19 and I met a woman who had been working with herbs Mm -hmm. and she's like, maybe you should just try herbs. And I was like, herbs, what the heck? I had no idea what that was. Um, That would have been back in 1992. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. So I started into, I read a book, loved it, got really passionate about it, started seeing how it was, the, the herbs actually worked. And then of course, herbalists talk a lot about diet and started cutting sugar and doing all the things. And I didn't ever have a sinus infection. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever had one again. Um, other kinds of things, of course, but I don't think I've had that exact kind of symptom again. So then started taking courses. I got to take the uh, Rosemary Gladstar. People know who she is. She's like our mother of herbalism. And I got to take her course when she actually graded our homework that we hand wrote and sent in. I know. Isn't that crazy? Cool. Yeah. Things have changed. So did that and then started working with herbs and found that, oh, wait, I don't know anything about these drugs people are taking. I don't really understand physiology that well. And I was kind of broke. There wasn't a huge call for herbalists in the early nineties in in Indiana. Yeah, I bet not. (laughs) (laughs) So I really needed something that would help me learn the things I wanted to learn and give me a career where I could make money at the same time. And I I got, I was getting divorced like 
uh, at the time I went to nursing school. Um, and I, so I really, really needed to make sure I could support myself. Mm -hmm. And so I went and became a registered nurse and then just quickly realized nurses aren't allowed to diagnose or treat people um, and, or prescribe. And so went right into, um, as soon as I was able to go into my nurse practitioner program. And then I was really lucky at Indiana University. They let me do clinicals with a holistic nurse practitioner who did functional medicine, which is kind of the hot word in the medical, the hot thing in the medical world right now. I love, it's been fun being in this for 28 years because I've seen all the trends come and go. Yeah. Um, this is the hot one right now. Um, but it was great because I learned a whole different set. So I got to learn about supplements and about um, specialty testing and really digging in and finding out the underlying physiology behind it. At the same time, I started studying mind-body um, mind body work. So I've read okay. probably a hundred books about mind-body medicine and how, our, how that, the whole system works together. So the whole person and let's see, so then started my, so I worked, I've worked in lots of different little jobs here and there, worked in a free clinic. My, one of my passions is um, healthcare for all. Mm -hmm. and uh, worked in a family planning clinic, then started my own practice in Indiana. That went extremely well, grew that to over 600 people in just a few years, then sold that practice, moved here. In the meantime, I learned how to do pelvic floor therapy too, which nice. is one of the most powerful tools that I have in my toolbox. Yeah. So in a technique called holistic pelvic care. Mm -hmm. So now I'm here in Portland, um, just expanded into full integrated medicine practice again recently. Mm -hmm. and um, help other people do the same. That's Love it. it. Love it. Yeah, it usually starts with we are on our own healing journey, and then uh, we learn so much through that, and we want to help others with it. Hey, listeners, I'm just dropping in for a moment to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Women Conquer Business, with one of my favorite hosts, Jen McFarlane. Part of holistic healthcare for me is taking time to nurture my business because like most business owners, my business is a part of me. One of the ways I do that is by listening to podcasts from other heart-centered entrepreneurs like Jen. She has a contagious can-do attitude and her podcast, Women Conquer Business, is filled with heart, strategy, and tons of inspiration. Women Conquer Business is available on all major podcasting networks and you can learn more about Jen at jenmcfarland.com. Now back to our show. Let's talk a little bit about your pelvic care, because I know when I first met you a couple years ago, that was a huge focus, yeah. and you even um, have some pelvic bowl meditations, is that correct? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, tell me about all that. Yeah. Well, and when I, I'll, I'll say for people too, like, you know, when I moved here, I think we just talked about this the other day, mm -hmm. when I moved here, I really did a lot of market research, and I, I thought I could fill a gap which was doing only women's health, like doing like mostly gynecology and pelvic floor work. And I, it wasn't really my passion, but I felt like that's what I should do because no one was really doing just that. Yeah. So just, you know, follow your heart and do it, do what you want to do. Cause I really realized pretty quickly that it wasn't, I couldn't just treat one part of the body. That's just not who I am. I have to treat the whole person. Yeah. So, and I I'll often do just pelvic floor work with people, you can do that. But my passion is treating the whole person. Mm -hmm. So my um, pelvic floor work is, comes from a technique called holistic pelvic care. And it's, it was created by Tammy Lynn Kent, who actually lives here in Portland. Mm -hmm. And she <clears throat> is a physical therapist. And very quickly in her career, she realized that doing the pelvic floor work from a physical therapy standpoint wasn't enough because 
there's so much emotion stored in the pelvic bowl, which is your pelvic bowl is like your bowl, a bowl that sits inside your pelvis. That's mm -hmm. what we're referring to. And so she created a technique using breath work and visualization while we're doing, it's like, it's an intervaginal massage that's very unintrusive. So it's not like a pelvic exam for people who kind of have no idea what we're talking about, but we are working inside the vagina to work with those giant muscles that don't get any access. If you're getting a massage externally, those muscles are still in there, not getting any, any treatment, mm -hmm. which is still beneficial, of course, to get <laughs> This is just this is just going in and working with it. So people who have incontinence or any kind of pelvic pain, pain with sex, um, disinterest in sex, and also connection to yourself because this part of our body, if you follow the chakra systems, is our personal power, our creativity, our 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 ability to experience pleasure in all of life, not just sexual pleasure, but all pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so when things get stagnant is a word I use a lot there, then we're not able to just really expand into who we're meant to be in the world. Yeah. And then we get symptoms. So we're working with all of that. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be a big cathartic, like you have to go through every trauma that you've ever experienced in order to get benefit. It's actually a really wonderful way to help move trauma without having to relive it. So that's a big part of what I do. I have a whole sort of side part of my work called the sacred terrain where I work with women with the pelvic bowl and how to get into that place of connection whether we do it internal work or through meditation and I hold a monthly pelvic bowl meditation circle here in Portland I have a free group called the sacred terrain where there are um, meditations that people can follow in the videos section so if someone just wants to know more about it they'd be welcome to join and it's just kind of a different take than Sometimes I do much more physical, holistic pelvic care where we're really getting into the muscles and we're really focusing on like what's happening on a, on a physiological standpoint. So I can kind of meet the woman wherever she is. <clears throat> if it's a little too hard to go into the visualization, we don't have to do that. Right. We can keep it really straightforward or we can get super woo if you want and <laughs> um, really ignite that power inside of you. So it's, I love it. It's a huge, I really have not had any sessions with any person who did not feel some sort of change. Mm -hmm. And I can't really say that about any of the rest of my work. I've had plenty of other things that just <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. I'm going to try something out. This right. just works. And if, if people also want to know more about this work in general, Tammy Kent has a book called Wild Feminine. And oh, it's a yeah. book that I would recommend every woman in the whole world read because it will just connect you with yourself in a way you didn't even know was there. <laughs> so do you find that some people, um, just like going to a gynecologist are, you know, super nervous or uncomfortable or embarrassed, you know, all the feelings that people have going to a gynecologist, how do you help people get overcome those to get the pelvic work. I, I've talked to a lot of women who just won't do it, honestly, because of all those things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really real. And it does, it's a barrier to even people getting the care. And I really wish that this would just become a part of our women's health care. Right. Taking care of this part of our body in this way is like, you know, it's really, really important. And of course, people think like, what do you do? Why do you want to do that? You're so weird. You know, I've had all kinds of <laughs> interesting thoughts about me. And 
<clears throat> I think the big difference to what I do to alleviate the fears, first of all, is I establish a relationship. Mm -hmm. And even getting a pelvic exam from you or a pap smear is a very different experience from getting a pap smear I'm from sure. GYN at the office. Like it's yeah. a much more caring, slow, working with your body, talking experience. And so with pelvic care though, um, I would just say to people that the most common thing I hear is, oh, that was weirdly not that weird. So <laughs> that's my favorite, my favorite thing that, you know, has been said. And it's been said to me so many times. They're like, oh, I thought that was going to be so different. Uh -huh. So for one thing, we're not, when we do this work, we're, it's, we're not in the position of a gynecology exam. Like I'm not there at the pelvis, like <laughs> up in I'm like, I'm doing it, but like, you know, like there's, it's not a, there's not much visual. So of course I have to look at the woman to know where I'm going. So I don't go to the wrong place. Right. Um, it's important that we're going to the right place. And the, mis the massage is only one finger. So um, that's smaller than most things that go into vaginas. So we just have to remember that, you know, it's, it's a small thing. And then um, I'm sitting next to you and the whole time we're communicating, which is also really different. Most people who go into your pelvic region for any reason, they have their own agenda. So even your partner has an, uh, their own agenda. There's right. a, you know, they really do. And this is not, this is not what we call, there's no vagenda. Vagenda. <laughs> yeah, it's our favorite pelvic care um, silliness, but truly we are, we really are just working with your body mm -hmm. and your body really leads. So there's, we'll, we just do, it's like a meditation almost while we're just working through. And it sounds so weird. I know it's like, so it's one of the hardest things in the world to market. I like, bet. We're yeah. do a visualization while we do, you know, people are like, what the heck? So all I can say is even for me, I mean, people are like, oh, vaginas. I'm like, well, vaginas, ears, throats. I mean, for a medical person, it's all the same. Like, I don't, you know, notice, <laughs> like, I don't, it doesn't register yeah. any differently than the rest of the body. And the muscles in there get so tight. They just get, I mean, it, it causes hip pain. It causes um, pelvic pain. Like, and I mean, so much pain with sex is helps through this. We can show women how to relax and show women how to like work with their tissues so that sex can be a lot more enjoyable for them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a really sweet, tender, loving way that women are supporting women and you can support your own body. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so, like you go back to what you said, there's so much held within our pelvic bowl and that chakra itself. If it's things are just locked tight, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going to be good for the whole body. It is absolutely it, in, in my thoughts, when I think of any kind of pelvic care, I think that it's, it's definitely holistic. You're working right in the middle of, you know, your, your core, your, all that stuff. You're, it's just, it's kind of like your power spot. So I could see how it could be just, just beautiful for so many. It things. really is like the way people look after the, the treatment, like, they're like so grounded and so settled and so in their bodies and in their power. And it's just, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's not what you think it is. Like it's, <laughs> it's really, it's just a, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have anything else to yeah, add. It's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I mean, and people always kind of look at me like, huh, that was, that was really, 
really different and it is yeah. that we've never experienced that kind of care mm -hmm. so we don't have a comparison mm -hmm. and if anybody is just feeling you know weird about it we can always work talk about it we can work externally and do some of the energy work and the visualization first before we do internal work i have you know clients who it they've had trauma and so yeah. Thinking of having someone working inside is just too much to take. And the holistic pelvic energy work that we do is so beautiful for helping to heal that. And so that we can ease our way into, you know, the deeper care and it's still really effective. Or just in just doing the meditation is people will tell you, like some people just come to my circle only mm -hmm. and they they get such a benefit by coming every month that they, you know, have people who are dedicated and come almost every month. So yeah, yeah. I think that's wonderful. Uh, and so besides pelvic care, because you are an integrative medicine practitioner, um, you, and like you said before, that was kind of your focus for a while. And now you still do that, but you, you do full care. Yeah. I mean, my, my practice, like my practice in Indiana, which is what I'm now coming back into mm -hmm. like my true you know, my true passion and my true desire is I can be primary care for people. I can be their only, you know, provider. I can um, order. We, I do a lot with thyroid, gut health, hormone balancing. A lot of what naturopaths here do, I operate really similarly in a lot of ways. Um, and gut health, and if I didn't say that, um, it's whatever is really coming to us. And we might use regular testing or specialty testing or um, just intuition on what to do. And sometimes I just know, and sometimes we try and then test later. It just depends. Mm -hmm. And then treating with herbs, supplements, and then prescription meds if, if needed. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And yeah, let's, um, I know a question you get from a lot of people is about supplements and herbs. Um, I would love for you to share some of your tips for people that want to um, purchase their own. Let's say they're just listening to this and they're like, Ooh, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to start taking, you know, this inspires me to start taking some herbs, maybe just even vitamin D or this one we talk about a lot here in the Northwest. Um, yeah. What are some of your tips on buying supplements? Yeah. I mean, I think that finding out, where the supplements are coming from is really, really important because as we know, the supplement industry has become huge. Yes. So <laughs> I have a lot of concern about sustainability, especially of plants. And so knowing your plant sources, we have some beautiful herb companies right here in Oregon. Mountain Rose Herbs is one of my favorites, just to let people know, like I would give them a little plug. They're um, in Eugene, and they grow all. They grow as many herbs as they can, and if they don't, they harvest sustainably. So, so many of our herbs are. They take three years to come to uh, the harvest, and so they're being like stolen from native lands. And I mean, horrible things are happening in the herbal industry, which is so kind of ironic. I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's it's really we've we've kind of lost our reverence for plants. Mm -hmm. I was trained from that place of like, if you want to know a plant, you sit with it for a week. You take only that plant and you, you get to know it and you take the whole plant and now we're taking components out of plants. So I love whole plant formulas when it comes to herbs. Mm -hmm. And then if you're buying your supplements over the counter, which is perfectly fine, and you want to know where they're coming from. So like some of the great big 
places where we can get really good deals on supplements, yeah. think about where this, the journey of the supplement. So where was it produced? How long was it setting on a truck? How long did it set in the warehouse? What were the temperature, regula temperature fluctuations of how the supplement's been um, handled. So like in my office, I sell supplements mainly because first of all, I know my companies, mm -hmm. I know where they're sourcing. I know that what their um, values are as far as like what the plants they're using. And then I know how they get here. So they come from their manufacturing place. And then it depends on the time of year, but if it's going to be really hot, they're going to pack it on dry ice mm -hmm. so that everything arrives to me still at like at least room temperature. And yeah. then I'm watching the dates and these are gonna be what are called pharmaceutical grade supplements. Mm -hmm. And all that really means is they're 100% guaranteed until the date they expire. So they're actually gonna be more effective before their expiration date. Oh, okay. and then they're, but they're still gonna be effective. And that's also because of the handling. So you can buy from some of the great local um, food so stores. Most of them have a supplements rep. Mm -hmm. You can then ask to talk to them and ask like, which, what is, what's this company? Do, where do they get their herbs? I mean, challenge them a little bit and see if you can get some good information. And I would highly recommend avoiding buying like your, especially your fish oil. Mm -hmm. um, fish oil goes rancid really, really fast. Okay. And so you might be thinking that you're doing this amazing thing for your omegas and you're actually taking rancid fish oil. Your little capsule, puncture it with a pin, okay. pour it out, smell it, taste it. Does it, because oil has a funk and fish yeah. oil will have, if you are burping fish, it's probably rancid. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah so just yeah. know your source. It's kind of like us and our, I mean, a lot of us do that with our food. Yeah. I was going to say just like with your food. Yep. Same thing. So pay attention because we have endangered plants now. There's um, United Plant Savers has a list and you'll be surprised what's on there. We and have at risk. Supplement. And then, and then th those are being put into like formulas. So you might not even realize you're taking an herb. Are you looking at the labels and knowing everything that you're taking and then going to someone who can help you? It's worth the money. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, I spend a lot of time looking through the companies and picking which companies and I, I pick, I got rid of a company recently because they just got bought out by Nestle. Mm -hmm. Here encapsulations, they got bought out by Nestle, which is a company I don't agree with their practices. And yeah. so I am socially conscious of my business and I don't use them anymore, which I love their stuff. Oh, too. I know. I know. I'm right on board. I, I, I was so bummed about that. So you, and I wrote to them and they were like, it's really not going to affect production or it's like, I don't care about any of that. I know I've, I've been down on Nestle since the breastfeeding, since the formula days when they were not um, going into hospitals and promoting formula and like giving people cases of formula and like not discouraging breastfeeding. And they were a big part of the formula push. So a long time ago, but I'm still mad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just my personal view. This does not represent the views of healing ways. <laughs> Thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> this is Jenna's owner <laughs> is uh, pretty on par with a lot of those those views, but those are my personal views, not my company's. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, that is some really useful information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, one last personal question for you. If you had to think of the perfect day, like just a perfect normal day, you're not on vacation, you're going about your day, um, but you're getting in the self-care you need, want, what does that day look like for you? Like start to finish when you wake up, go to bed. Yeah, I mean, really, I think it, the perfect day for me starts with checking in about what that perfect day means. So that's part of my mindset coaching and part of what I recommend is not going immediately onto your email and social media the minute you wake up or in bed. Come on, people, don't do that. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> well, at least, you know, give yourself 10, 15 minutes to just be and check in with your body. I like to encourage people who... Um, with myself, what I do is I get grounded in the morning. I use what I use in pelvic care, which is a grounding cord from the bottom of my bowl down into the earth. So getting really grounded first and then grounded in my body. And I ask my body what that looks like that day. So it might be a hike. It might not be a hike. It might be resting. It might be going to my Nia dance class. It might be um, an Epsom salts bath. Um, it might be Netflix. It might be a whole different thing, but, in, and then I check in, like, if, you know, what do my people want to hear from me today? Mm -hmm. How can I support the work that, that I feel is, you know, what, what am I here to do and how can I support that? So it's, it really has to do with that 10 to 15 minute check-in in the morning that I try to do every day, no matter what day of the week it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have some cool planners and stuff that I'll you know, look at. And I follow the moon cycles a lot. So kind of what cycle are we in? And what does that mean for my energy and, and my own cycle? Mm -hmm. And where am I? So protecting my energy has been one of the skills I've been um, working with over the past few years, where meaning how much energy do I have to expend on this day? And how am I going to do it? So if I have appointments, okay, that might be all I have that day. And I say no a lot. I really do because my, you know, my energy is all I have. Yeah. And so if I don't, I used to burn it out and run it down and not have any kind of communication with it. Mm -hmm. And now it's like the most important thing to protect it and make sure I have enough for the work that I'm here to do and to take care of me and have fun and play and do things that I want to do too. Yeah. And music. I love music. So always. Mm -hmm. nice. that. What's your favorite kind of music? I love bluegrass. Bluegrass. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I had, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite. And there's a, like a newer genre called jam grass that we really love. And we go to, we go to a lot of live music several times a month. And You live in the right place for it. For I sure. do. That's one of the reasons why we moved here. Ah, I'll have to get the backstory on that yeah. after the podcast. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, you know, and, and knowing you and being around you, I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time with you in person. Um, but when I have, you do, that grounding presence of yours is very apparent. So what you're doing for yourself is very apparent. It is, it is working. So good job. And I'm sure that your, your patients feel that as well. Um, and then one last question, this is totally putting you on the spot ha and maybe you've already done it. Have you considered or have you already um, recorded any of your meditations for people outside of Portland to, to have access? Yeah, that, that's where they're in the group. So in the okay. sacred terrain group, um, there, there's a whole set. So women, um, who 
don't want to, you know, I don't do a lot of selling in that group. I'll just kind of, it's more of like, a, here's my thoughts. Here's what I'm thinking. And so I might post like a lot in one week or I might not post at all. So it's not a huge commitment. Um, I might tell you what I'm doing, but it's not like a big, you know, say it's more of just a hangout place. And cool. so it's called the sacred, the group is called the sacred terrain and any women are welcome. Um, any, anyone with a vagina really who wants to connect, um, whatever identification that is, but who wants to work with the, the female public bowl. Nice. Are welcome. Wonderful. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. You've just listened to holistic healing connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.